Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up In Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, and I will be here with you today on episode podcast 99. So uh, there's no prizes given out today, maybe next week anyway. um, But if you are the first caller in, no, we don't have any callers in neither. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll arrange for something for, for next week, but on the 100th episode, I'll give away a couple of books or something like that. Anyway, uh, just, uh, been really enjoying my research in the place called there. I, I had a lot of this because this is, uh, something that I've been speaking about for, I don't know, years, uh, about the place called there. And if you've listened to the previous two, You'll, you'll pick up on uh, 1 Kings chapter 17. We're speaking about Elijah the prophet and how he called forth a drought and things started drying up. And a lot of times we call things um, into our lives and we, we speak things and we speak things in accordance to even our circumstances, our situation. Elijah was not doing that. He was actually prophesying the word of the Lord. But sometimes we we prophesy drought in our lives and it's not the word of the Lord. And sometimes it drives us to another place. And I want to tell you, sometimes drought is just a good thing because drought causes you to get to another place. If you're you're having drought in in the place that you're at, you need to really ask the question, am I in the right place? So, you know, just to give just a little bit of a review from last week, and and the week before and the the big thing i said at the beginning was location 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 it's all about location physically location uh, mentally location spiritually and and it's all about spiritual location first you need to know that you are uh, born again you need to know that the blood of Jesus Christ has paid the price for your life and you've been transitioned. You were once in one place called the kingdom of darkness. And according to Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, you were transferred into the kingdom of the love of his son, Jesus Christ. You were, you were transferred into another place. There is a transference of places that needs to happen. There's a transition of places that needs to happen. There's a positioning and then a repositioning that needs to happen. I want to tell you that what's been going on over the last two years because of COVID-19 is there's been positioning and repositioning. There's been transitioning. There's been moving from a place to another place and what's been going on in our lives is we're moving we're we're on the move we're not stagnated god has been preparing us and so i just i want to start off today i was going to start right off um in another area in job chapter 28 verse 7 and 8 we're going to come to that in isaiah 35 verse 9 
you can write those down if you want and we're gonna hit those anyway but I'll, I'll mention them again but I want to start off with a, a man that I spoke about four weeks ago and when I talked about the Abrahamic covenant or the Abrahamic blessing so um, Abraham was in a certain place he was in the uh, region of the Babylonian Empire the Syrian Assyrian Empire the the first original real city of civilization where they had markets and they had um, trade and they had you know even several several places of worship obviously occultic worship and uh, it, he was Abraham was from this area of the Ur uh, in the city of Ur of the Chaldeans in the place called Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia was one of the first cities of civilization and humanity. And so Abraham was born in 1996 BC. Uh, he was born in the second millennia and he, he actually died in um, 18, uh, where is it? 1815 at a, at a, some scholars say he died at 175 years old, but my calculations say that he died at 181 years old. Well, he received a word from the Lord about leaving this place. And, and you, even in the New Testament, it speaks of it. In Hebrews chapter 11, the book of uh, the Hall of Faith, the chapter of the Hall of Faith, it says in uh, Hebrews 11, verse 8, it says, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. This is a step of faith. God told him when he was 70 years old, he was entrenched in the Babylonian system. His father, Terah, was a maker of idols. And he, he died at 201 years old. But he, he, was a, he did not move with Abraham. His name was not even Abraham. He didn't even get the name Abraham until he was like, uh, I think around 86 years old, something like that. Yeah, about 86 years old, he got the name Abraham That when God began to prophesy to him about the, his name being great again, and he recommitted the, the, the prophecies. And then 13 years later, the the promise would come forth of Isaac and so anyway he's 70 years old well entrenched in the the whole uh, system of the Babylonian occultic activities and he himself uh, is in a house of of his father Terah which he also uh, was an idol maker and so he there's things that God, and why am I saying this? It, it took 25 years before Abraham was in a place where he could receive the promise. There's power to, to bring forth a promise. There's power in your purpose. There's power in being in the place. You will be empowered to produce the promise when you get to the place. See, God had to get Abraham out of the Babylonian system. God had to get Abraham away from his relatives in his household because he had to not only get Abraham 
out of Babylon. He had to get Babylon out of Abraham. So it took him 25 more years, actually 30 more years before he saw the manifestation of the promise. So he got the he got the word that to get up from here and go to the place called ye, go ye into here. Where's ye? I'm just kidding. That's what Jesse DePlanis used to say. He said, where in the world is ye? Where's ye? I'm going, Lord God, but where is ye? I don't know where ye is, unless, of course, you know Yeezy. And that's a whole, a whole different other um, topic. And maybe we'll get into that another time. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. Anyway, so he is 70 years old when he gets the the word of the Lord to get up from there. It took him five years at 75. And when he leaves with his wife, Sari, who had become Sarah, uh, and his name was Abram at this time, and he left with his nephew, Yah, uh, Lot. So um, it would take, so he, he dies at 1850, in 1815 BC. He's born in 1996 BC. But it, Joshua shows up on the scene and in Joshua chapter 3, I'm just going to turn there quickly. Um, Joshua chapter 3, significant moment. Uh, he begins to take the, the promised land, but it takes him until 1406 BC. So it's about uh, 400, 500 years. It takes the manifestation from the birth of Abraham to the, to the place where Joshua takes the promised land for the children of Israel, takes 500 years to bring that to fruition. <laughs> so there was a whole time of that they were in captivity and in and, and Egypt and, and all these things went on. And But I want to tell you, every time you go into a dark place you come out laden down with treasure even even there was a time when when abraham went to the place of haran he went to the place of hebron he went to the place where where would be uh, um eventually occupied by his descendants in the truth of the promise would come forth, the, the birthing of the promise, and then the manifestation and the working out of the promise is a completely another thing. I got a pro I got a prophecy when I was like 24, something like that. And it took it took probably about 15 years before I began to see the manifestation, maybe 14 years before I began to see the manifestation, because you gotta get to places. There is a place called there in your legacy. There's a place called there that you have to get to uh, so many different times so that you can receive the resources that God would prepared for you. Once again, Elijah had to get up from the place where he was at prophesying to Ahab, speaking of the drought that is coming. And, and he, the Lord says to Elijah, Get up from here and go to the river Cherith. I'm sending the ravens there. There's resources in your location. There's power in the proximity to the obedience of God in your life. If you want to walk in abundance, you got to be in sync with the Lord. You have to be in belief and you have to be in obedience. Belief and obedience is even a place that you live. I live within the eternal yes 
to my God, which contains, once again, your yes, your eternal yes to God contains two things, your belief and your obedience. So it took some time for uh, the promise to come to pass. Don't Just because it delays, it doesn't mean it's going to be denied. And what you're doing, you're not just doing for your good. But I tell you, Abraham was so blessed when he went. He had to go to, and let me just get back to that story. Abraham left uh, Ur of the Chaldees in the uh, region of uh, the city of Mesopotamia and the, the whole region of the Babylonian Empire. And he goes into Hebron. There's a drought that haps, happens and drives him into Egypt. Well, he he does some some funky stuff. He lies to the Pharaoh and the Pharaoh and says this this is his uh, sister, so that he would not be killed by Pharaoh, so that Pharaoh would take his um, his wife. He says it's his sister. He 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 lies and he doesn't lie because it was like a, a half sister, but he in that same time he was lying, and so he he was. Pharaoh was taking Sarai at this point to uh, be a, a concubine. And then he, before he does anything with her, he God visits him with a dream and, and curses him with leprosy. And, and he ends up coming back to Abraham and saying, Abram, you lied to me. God showed up to me in a dream. Now he says, get out of here and take all this treasure with you. <laughs> that This is just, it's amazing. It, this happened to Abraham twice where he, he did something that was wrong. And then it seems like he got rewarded for it. Ah, oh, it's the unfair covenant of God. God, when you're a covenant person with God, you get the unfair favor of the grace of God. Now, am I, am I saying that, you know, like Paul the Apostle says, because, you know, if we sin more, we get more grace and we should sin more so we can get more grace? No, no, no. That, that's not the point here. The point is that, that God is moving somebody that he made covenant with. And when you are make covenant with God, he is making a covenant of your protection. And that's what I want to get into. You are protected. Even when you make bad decisions, he just doesn't kick you to the curb. He's always looking for a way to bring redemption into your life. So this, uh, so Abraham had to be moved from one place to another place so that he could receive the resources that God wanted to give him and that was the promise of Isaac. He could not birth Isaac in that Babylonian system. He could not allow the opportunity for this this promise called Isaac called laughter. This is what his name means. Isaac means laughter. There, there's joy. When you get to your promised land, when you get to your place in which God has called for you to prosper in, where he's sending the resources, is the place that you can birth your promise. You can birth your dream. You are in a place where there's power for your purpose and you can birth your promise. But you got to get to your place. You got to get to location, 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 location of your spirit, location of your soul and location of your body. And when they line up, baby, that's when you begin to birth your promise. 
me just read just a little bit of, of Joshua chapter 3. I'm going to move on. He took, he took the promised land in 1406 BC is when he finally took it all over. There is an entering in, though, and it says, um, let me just read here in uh, Joshua chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and, and they set out from Acacia Grove, and came to the Jordan, and he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they crossed over. It's really interesting here how they, they get to a place. The Acacia Grove is found in the land of Moab. Moab were cursed up until the 10th generation. They were cursed right up until uh, Ruth, the Moabitess, brought redemption to that whole nation of Moabites. But at this point, they show up and they're waiting to go in their promised land and, they're, and they've camped in the acacia grove. They've camped in, amongst a cursed people in a cursed land. Do you feel like we're in the midst of a cursed people in a cursed land? Maybe you feel like that in your marriage. Maybe you feel like that in your family. Maybe you feel like that in your job or your city or your region or your school or whatever. But I want to tell you, do not do not be discouraged. You're not defined by these moments of your encampment before you head into your promised land. There's always a dark night of the soul. There's always an attempted assassination before your elevation. I want to tell you, don't give up today. I'm telling you today, do not give in. Do not give up. Do not sit down. Do not wallow in your self-pity. You are not a victim. You are a victor. You live from victory. You live from righteousness. You live from your seating heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness. You just have to remember, and I'm here today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. I'm here today to remember you and put you back together with the original intent. And understand that God always has an answer, even in the cursed valley, in the amongst uh, cursed people. My God. My God. God is trying to transition you, and he uses dark places. He uses dark places to transition you. I, I, they, if, you if you are going through the shadow of the valley of the shadow of death, like Moab, like the, like the Acacia Grove, you're going through the valley. You're not, you're not setting up a place in the valley. The valley or the pit or the trauma or, or the abuse or any of these things is not the place where you set up your encampment. This is not where you decree and declare, this is mine. This is a segue to something better. There's a feasting table waiting for you, energy waiting for you, power waiting for you in these valley experiences. When Jesus went into the wilderness full of the Spirit of God after he got baptized in the Holy Spirit, as he got baptized in the water, and he went into the wilderness, the Bible says he went in full of the spirit, but came out of the testing, the trials, the persecutions, and the temptations full of power. You take something from these dark places. You're transitioning from a dark place. You're transitioning from a problem. You're going through the valley. Say with me, I am going through. Say this also, this 
too shall change. Everything is changing. Do not pick up your identification by your addiction, by the trauma, by the abuse that happened to you when you were 12, by the abuse that you took at your teacher's hand when you were 15, by the abuse that you took from other people that were supposed to be leaders in your life. But I want to tell you, do not be defined by the negative situation. Your The backdrop of the valley of the shadow of death is no is nothing more than a backdrop to show forth the brilliance of God and reveal to you treasures and feast in the midst of it. It's time to pick up your stuff, pick up your treasure, pick up your power so that you can transition stronger. Hallelujah. So here's a little t an interesting tidbit, and I don't even know how far I'm going to get. I, I'm 20 minutes in, guys, and I haven't even hit my first scripture that I wanted to get to. But I, I thought it really important to understand that uh, four weeks ago when I started talking about a the Abrahamic covenant and how that God put him to sleep and God made the covenant with him and God walked through the bloody trough and God's the one th that uh, said, I myself will keep this covenant. All you have to do, Abraham, is believe this covenant. And this is what we're calling for you to do. So understanding the, the process, what, what Abraham had to go through so that he could manifest bring forth the promise there's so many things and this is ladies and gentlemen you need to understand what has been happening over the last two years is to get babylon babylon out of you so many things were shut down even sports and everything else and we had one way to look and it was up and we had one one solution it was god we didn't know what else to do and and the world started repenting i've been on so many meetings mass repent of tens of thousands of people repenting crying out lord god forgive me i missed the mark i i had insecurities and hurts and wounds that that i gave into and i and i but i'm here lord god I, i've been doing that in my own life over the last two two years and five months, we've been all calling out to God and God has brought us this far. And he's not just brought us this far, far to leave us here. He's brought us this far so he can, he who began a good work in you shall complete it. All you have to do is keep standing, keep believing and keep obeying. And you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. But understanding that the years it took to get Babylon out of Abraham after Abraham came out of the Babylonian system. After Abraham came out of his father's house, Terah, who was a maker of idols. There was things that needed to be removed from you like they needed to be moved from Abraham's life. God cannot, will not bring forth your promise in the wrong place because that promise is to be a child of deliverance. That promise is to be legacy. And you can't have legacy in, in longing for the things of the past. You can't have legacy by lingering in the past. You can't have legacy by longing to be there and be back in there. there. You have to not only leave sometimes physically a place, but you got to mentally leave it as well. The strongholds are in the mind. The battleground is in the mind. So there's things that God has been removing 
and and people that he's been removing from your life and there's and he's been putting you in a place where you can finally birth the promise there is a place called there that we need to get to that abraham got to where he birthed isaac he birthed the the child that brought laughter brought rejoicing the the child that would that was promised to him he brought forth not in the place of the babylonian systems amongst his family that were makers of idols but he birthed the the promise in the promised land there's a promised land waiting for you there's a field to till a garden to sow a promised land to take and a dream to fulfill and it's all about location 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 am i at the right place at the right time with the right people doing the will of the father location spiritually born again location uh, soulishly my mind is being transformed by the washing of the water of the word of god and i am filling my thoughts with heavenly realities and then third physically am i in the place where god is actually sending his blessings ask yourself these questions this week as, as you're contemplating as you're listening to this and you may need to go over this this whole series a couple of times so that you can get the and receive the revelation of this because it's not just me disseminating there's a there's a spirit of revelation that i release to you when i'm releasing these these revelatory podcasts these these podcasts are oftentimes very prophetic in nature and there's a prophetic anointing on this and there's a revelatory realm and there's spheres that uh, of that you're being entered into as you step upon my shoulders and launch into things that are along these lines and you begin to dive in and, and, and use my shoulders as a platform for you. So anyway, um, the children of Israel, uh, before the inevitable conquering of the promised land that happened in 1406, there was a, a moment where they encamped in the Acacia Grove and here's another interesting tidbit. The, the acacia tr uh, wood is what the children of Israel used for the framework of the Ark of the, of the Covenant, which would actually carry the glory of God. They laden it down with gold. They took this cursed word from amongst the cursed people, and they made, and it's very, very solid wood. It's heavy, very, very, it's like iron almost. And, and they made the... the the structure, the framework of the ark out of the acacia wood, and they and then they laden it down with gold. Then they put the manna, they put the scroll, and they put Aaron's staff in it that did not stop budding, uh, and the presence of God would would abide between the two cherubim, golden angels that they made, and they would carry this ark. and And here's the fact of the matter: we're we're carrying we're carriers of the glory. We're taking the glory of God with our belief and our obedience, with our eternal yes to God. We're carrying the glory. 
our lives, the framework of our lives, our past might look like it's cursed. It may look like we're, we're the structure of our lives and our past may all look cursed. But because of the blood of Jesus Christ, God has laden us down with the glory and we are carriers of the glory because of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And we're taking the glory into places and we're releasing people so that they can get to their places. They get up from this place. So let me just read uh, verse 2 of Joshua chapter 3. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp, verse 3, and they, they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set out from there, from your place, and go after it. Verse 4, yet there shall be a space between you and it, 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. Joshua chapter uh, 3, verse 5, and Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Then Joshua spoke to the priests saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. This all went on during uh, what was called the, the harvest season. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a harvest season. The, 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 the banks overflowed. The Jordan that they're about to pa pass over. They're about to cross over the Jordan into the promised land, but the and bankers see they camped in a cursed valley amongst the cursed people. Then they have to uh, uh, go across another opposition. You they're having to go across the Jordan, which its banks overflow at harvest time. When you're about to take a harvest, and I want to say to you, many of you, you're about to get to your place where you're about to take your harvest. And know this, there will be greater opposition, but you cannot be denied. You cannot be denied and you will not be delayed in this season if you just keep walking forward with your eternal yes of belief the promise and also obeying the word of God. When you step into the circumstance, when you step into the tumultuous waters, when you step into the thing that is stopping you from stepping into the place called your promised land, I want to let you know your, your belief and your obedience will make the river in front of you, the opposition in front of you, roll back. It says as they stepped in, the River Jordan rolled back. It didn't split like it did in, in the Red Sea. It rolled back one way and it went up 19 miles to the city of, um, uh, what was it here? Let me see. Hang on a second. Zaratan and Adam. Zaratan means the place of piercing. And, and Adam, as in Adam, the first Adam, but Adam, the second Adam. The place where the second Adam was pierced is the place where the opposition is held up and stopped right there so that you can go into your promised land. 19, by the way, 19 is the number 
of God's perfect judgment against the enemy. COVID-19, you think that's a judgment against us? That's a judgment against the enemy. 19 miles it rolled back and the children of Israel walked across following the ark of the glory of God. How do you get to your place? Follow the glory. How do you know it's your place? Follow the glory. Let peace be your umpire. Favor be your guide. And glory is what you seek. The glory is what you see. The glory is how you are led. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. But it's also not only the same spirit, the quickening anointing on the inside of you that raised Christ from the dead. But the Bible says also in another place, it was the glory of the Father that raised Christ from the dead. Be led. Make the glory of God, the Holy Spirit, Lord of your life. Let peace be your umpire. Let favor be your guide and step into the opposition. If, if, it, if this is your direction that you know you have peace about it, you, you, you see the favor of God on it, and, you, and you've made Holy Spirit Lord, you step into the opposition that is stopping you from possessing your promised land and your eternal yes of your belief and, and your obedience will make the opposition roll back to the place where God paid the price for your liberty and you will walk into and you, you will take your promised land. But this is very miracle. It's, I'm 32, almost 33 minutes into this podcast. And so I'm going to have to come back with number four of uh, the place called there because I have a, a lot, still a lot of information that I need to cover uh, about the place called there. It, it really matters. Your perspective, where you see yourself seated, your perception, how what you see all around you, these things matter because if what you see with a proper perspective, you will envision your perceptions and your perceptions will become your are actually your reality. You are you are living within within the confines of your perception. So you need a better perspective. And I'm trying to get you up here. I'm trying to get you to set your mind, set your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotion on the things that are above, not on the things that are beneath. I'm trying to get, I'm saying, will you come up here into this place where your spirit is sitting and begin to rule and reign like I've called you to in this place? In Jesus' mighty name. So, ladies and gentlemen, Barry Miracle, I'm going to sign off for now. Once again, go to barrymiracle.ca or barrymiracle, or sorry, barrymiracle.ca or wakeupintoyourdream.com. And you can visit my website there and you can get some more resources there and find out where we're going to be. I need to update that. I have so many places I'm going to be over the next month and a half. Uh, it's just the, the crazy schedule, but I'm glad to be out amongst the people. We're going to be, um, well, I won't even tell you. Uh, hopefully I can get it on the web website right now. But anyway, uh, bless you guys. Love you guys. And let peace be your umpire. Favor be your guide. And make Holy Spirit your Lord. And you will possess your promised land. And you'll get to the place where he's sending all your resources. Much love for now. Until next week. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true. 
that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.